0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: What's up, TD Fantasy listeners? Jake Arians here. Not only am I one of your co-hosts on the podcast of TD Fantasy, I'm also very privileged and proud to be the president of the Arians Family Foundation, the foundation that we started to honor my mom and the work that she's done uh, for underprivileged kids uh, throughout her entire life. So for more information, go to AriansFamilyFoundation.com at AriansFF on all your social media outlets. It's the TD, the TD Fantasy. The TD Fantasy Podcast. With your host Paige Demacos, Jamie Eisner, and Jake Arians.
0: Welcome into the TD Fantasy Podcast. Paige Demacos, Jake Arians, Jamie Eisner, and we are making all of our picks for this week in the NFL. But before we do that, I want Jamie to tell you guys how damn good the picks have been so far. Because guess what? If you want to make money, if you're not following TDFantasy.com and you're not a premium subscriber, you're doing it wrong. And then this is the time where Jamie can tell you how good the picks have been.
2: Yeah, we had another good week last week. We went 3-1, uh, 4-1 uh, with our picks last week. We're Really good. We're 14-5-1 this season on our locks. Fourteen five and one.
0: That's a lot of money for those keeping track at home. Yeah.
2: Go go out and go just go out and look at the other markets, other other handicappers, and see where you a 75% return.
1: We pick every game, and those have been pretty damn good too. Yeah. Oh yeah. And and we're
2: actually well above. I think we're almost at two-thirds.
0: Picking every game against the spread, which is damn good in the NFL. So props to these guys for making their picks. You can check out their premium picks behind the paywall at TDFantasy.com. Definitely worth the subscription because if you listen to what they're saying, you're going to be in the green. Let's start off with Buffalo Bills going to Houston. Huge spread here. The Houston Texans are a 10-point favorite at home. Jake, what do you see happening in this game?
1: I think the Texans finally got it going a little bit. The Bills are bad. I mean, the Texans' defense still should be better than it's been, but they're starting to get it done Deshaun Watson looks like he's settled down. We said you know, we talked about at nauseum how much he's going to take a step back, which he has, but I think he's finally settled into the game plan, being the guy, what he's capable of, what he's not, what his knee will allow him to do, what it won't. I I barely got him and I've got him winning 24-13. I think they win this pretty handily, but the Bills' defense has been stingy for the last couple of weeks after starting off, like giving up 75 points in the first two games, wherever it was. They've been tough. They've been matchup nightmares uh, for some from some receivers from a fantasy point of view. And Josh Allen's running around making stuff happen, just kind of playing back backyard football. Sean boys back healthy, so I think they make it interesting for a while. But I think I think the Texans get it done, and I have them covered. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly
2: here. Like the the Bills can be sneaky at home against mediocre or bad teams, like they were last week when it picked them to win. But they're not going to go on the road and beat a team that really, again, the Texans need this game. That's an yes, extremely sure. winnable division, and that is a game that they need. Uh, I am a little concerned about Houston's defense not being anywhere near what we thought it was going to their be. Their secondary is
1: just bad. It's just their the pass rushers are getting it done, and Clowney, healthy is a beast. But, yeah, their secondary is just, just, just bad.
2: how do the Bills take advantage of that? They're not ball well. Like, yeah. they, who are they going to go, Zay Jones, Calvin Benjamin? I mean, there's, there's just there are no options there. It's a high line. I'm, Texans are going to cover this game. I don't feel great about, again, double-digit lines in the NFL, but I think the Texans covered this game pretty well. Uh, I really – again, just, there's too many weapons on that offense right now. Deshaun Watson looks good. Kiki Kuti looks like he settled in now with two really good back, weeks back-to-back. Maybe they get Fuller back. I don't know if Lamar Miller is going to be a full Yeah, goal. he's on the
0: injury report. So
2: we'll see how that goes. But I just think the Texans light it up on the scoreboard this week.
0: All right. The next game we're going to talk about is happening in London. So that always makes for interesting games. If you have watched the London games, they have been all over the place for the last few seasons. This game is a good one. Seattle Seahawks playing the Oakland Raiders. The Seattle Seahawks are three-point favorites against a very disappointing Oakland Raiders team so far this season. Guys, these are always really, really hard to pick because you never know with the body clock changing and you're talking about two teams that are really, they're cross. I mean, this is a long body change. This isn't New York teams going over to London. This is two West Coast teams making the trip all the way to London. Seven or eight hours. At least. It's a huge difference, and that is really hard on your body clock. And I heard Pete Carroll talking this morning about how they were going to force his guys to stay up when they fly in. And and try and adjust. Good luck. So you heard I have yeah, to West stay. Coast
2: teams going to East Coast for a 10 a.m. start time. How's yeah. West Coast going to London?
0: Yeah, for that a sucks. 10 a.m. Start yeah,
1: the Cardinals did that and made their guys stay up last year and got their doors blown off. Yeah. So both teams doing the same thing. I'm picking this game like they're playing on the West Coast, and I got the Seahawks winning 28-24. Russell Wilson, that running game is not a good matchup for this Raiders defense, which um, is not very good. This Raiders offense, I liked, and we talked to my dad last week about them staying in that top five. I watched that game again live against the Chargers. Their offense is going to be solid when they're in games. Derek Carter is a dump-off machine. He does not even get to his back step before he's dumping it. I've said there's a four-yard or flat or somebody open, it's coming out. And he's not even letting the routes fully develop. Cooper's hit or miss. I don't think it stays a top five offense. are watching them again live, they don't run it great. They run it okay. Um, I just I think Seattle's got more. So I'm going to pick this game like it's a neutral site on the West Coast, and just kind of go with. I just, I think Russell Wilson gets gets it done. So and what, I think they cover because I got a one it my four.
2: So one of my rules of betting is I don't bet on games not played on this continent. Okay, I just I don't bet on <laughs> like I just don't
1: I don't bet on I don't bet on
2: London games and that and so but. I agree with Jake's assessment here. The Oakland's offense it has been very good because they have been very efficient in terms of they're basically running the most West Coast offense I've ever seen. Yeah, uh, they're they're basically running the Ben McAdoo offense from a few years ago, really. which oh, is man. very antique. Yes, that would, antique is a like nice Ben point. McAdoo first year calling plays with Eli Manning, where the ball never went more than three yards beyond the line of scrimmage. Right. I just don't think that's going to last long term. And, and as Jake said, I really like. The rhythm the Seahawks have on the ground the last couple weeks, especially last week. Now they have two backs that are in in Carson and Mike Davis that are both having success. I think they're both going to get a lot of touches in this game. And Oakland can't stop anybody
0: on defense. They just can't stop anybody.
2: I think the Seahawks are a better team. I think they cover, but I don't suggest betting on games played in London.
0: Yeah, the thing with the Seahawks is, and we talk about this each and every year, they get better as the season goes along. This is a common theme with the Pete Carroll-led teams, and they played a damn good football game against the uh, looked-like unstoppable L.A. Rams coming into at last home. week. At home, it's
1: for sure. Tough place to play, but so, they did.
0: But they looked um, like a much-improved football team, and like Russell Wilson started to kind of look like the Russell Wilson we expected to see at the beginning of the season. All right, next game here, Chicago Bears going on the road to play the Miami Dolphins. Jamie, I'm going to let you talk about this one because if you want to hear Jake's analysis and you want to know what's going on here, you got to go to teenyfantasy.com and become a premium subscriber. So, Jamie, what do you have happening here? So,
2: I think we've seen the Dolphins come back down to earth as predicted by everybody on the show. Uh, I, I think the interesting thing for me in this game is I want to see what the Bears' offense looks like. They were unbelievable before their bye week. They had a bye week to get ready. They're going on the road against a competent Miami defense. Their defense has played pretty well this year. Uh, I don't think we're going to see Trubisky throw for six touchdowns again. I don't think we're going to see him throw for five or four touchdowns again. The question is, is how many can he throw for? Does this offense look like an above-average offense for another week? That's an extra time to prepare. Uh, Is Jordan Howard still alive? Nobody knows. Uh, So I'm interested in seeing all those things from the Bears. They are a far superior team than Miami. They're only three-and-a-half-point favorites. They will cover that. To me, the story of this game is not whether the Bears cover. It's by how much do they cover and how good does that offense look
0: Yeah, maybe as the resident Bears fan on this podcast, maybe it's because I'm sipping the Kool-Aid or maybe it's because I've been reading a lot about this football team because they weren't playing an actual football team. And I know I mentioned this to Jake. Before this podcast started, but there is a great article by a writer named Mark Schoenfeld for, that does some pro football focused yeah, stuff. He's great. he's great. And he broke down Trubisky's progression with Nagy over the first four weeks and how he has put confidence into his quarterback and how after a bye week you're going to see Jordan Howard a lot more. I know Jamie kind of joked about it. But Matt and Aggie said, did you watch that football game? Why would I give the ball to Jordan Howard when we were throwing for anything that we wanted in that game against the Tampa Bay? The counterpoint to that
2: is that you've also had other games this year. We for sure. We have used Jordan Howard, we didn't. For sure.
0: 100%. I expect that this is the game. If I don't see a lot of Jordan Howard in this game, I'll begin to – legitimately get worried from a fantasy perspective. This
2: is a sneaky, tough game for Trubisky. So I think we're going to learn a lot about him. In this I game. agree. I know people think at Miami and Miami is going to end the season with maybe five or six wins and we're going to look back and not think this is that big of a deal. That defense has played well. It's going on the road. Yep. I think if he has another good game this week, that is a huge positive for Trubisky that I think is a bigger positive than against maybe about other 15 other teams in the league.
0: Yeah, no, huge game for that team, a lot of hype and that oh, it's yeah. a lot it's a hard place to play and it's a hard place to be a quarterback but you've got 2 weeks. Yeah, you got 2 weeks to prepare so we'll see what we got there. Guys, this game is always a good anytime these divisions are playing this division plays against each other and this is an interesting one because Cincinnati has become a force to be reckoned with. They really look good. This football team looks really good and everybody on this podcast told you that this offense was going to look good and they have. And Joe Mixon's back from a fantasy perspective and the Pittsburgh Steelers need wins. At the end of the day, if they want to be the Super Bowl team that they said they are, they got to win football games. And they're going on the road to play the Cincinnati Bengals, and the Cincinnati Bengals are two-point favorites at home. Jamie, what do you see happening in this game? So
2: I think you're going to get a lot of offense in this game. Uh, I contemplated taking the over in this game. I probably won't, but I think it's a decent little play if you decide to take it. Uh, I'm just I'm excited for this game. I think the Steelers are finally starting to look a little bit better. Looking look Steelers like. But yeah. on offense, at least uh, that defense is—it's it, never coming around. That defense, no, is that defense it's is going to be bad whole season. Um, Cincinnati, uh, I'm going to actually take them in this game. I know they're, they're only two point favorites, which is a slightly, which basically Vegas is saying they think Pittsburgh's a slightly better football team. I still have concerns about the Steelers on the road. That defense is, is troublesome. I don't—I I know I poo-pooed the bet on the road stuff, but he has not had a strong season so far. I'm a little concerned about that. I think everything about the Bengals is for real. Joe Mixon is somehow even better than as much as we talked about him up in the preseason. He somehow looks even better right now. I think the Bengals are clicking on all cylinders on offense. I would I say Boyd is a good play this week. Green is, uh, I think, my number two wide receiver this week. I think Dalton is a great play. I would like the Bengals to win this game and cover the two-point spread.
0: As somebody who is a A.J. Green and Joe Mixon owner, I am salivating over this matchup for that Cincinnati Bengals offense. Jake, you have a little smirk on your face, and I have a feeling you disagree with what Jamie just said.
1: I love everything Jamie said. I just think the Steelers' offense is better than the Bengals' offense, which is clicking on all cylinders. They got it going last week. They made an effort to run the ball on the first drive with Connor. That got going. Yes, they were at home, but that was a must-win for both Atlanta and Pittsburgh. And Pittsburgh blew their doors off. Then owns Ohio. That continues. I got the Steelers 31-28. Both defenses are bad, but I'm a little more disappointed in Cincinnati's defense, which should be better than they've been. They've been really bad, too. I like the complement of weapons on the Steelers more than the complement of weapons that Andy Dalton's working with. I'm really excited to be a mixing owner now after one week and a phenomenal <laughs> trade, I will say, last week. Um, I think he goes off. I think fantasy... Everybody goes off. Juju has a big game. A.B. has a big game. Green has a big game. Boyd has a big game. Mixon, Connor. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fireworks. I just think the Steelers start showing us more what we thought we were going to see, and they settle into being a, just having a little bit more. So I've got, them, I've got them winning by three.
0: When the guys disagree, I tell you to stay away. So that's my that's my uh, advice coming for that football game, right? I still might
1: talk, talk myself
2: into taking the over before kickoff. Okay, stay tuned. It's like 52 and a half or something. Uh, right yeah, I, I like it too. I mean, it is – yeah, it it's 53 points.
0: 53.
2: It's a lot, but
0: I, just,
2: it I, might I, be- I haven't seen the Steelers stop anybody. Unless yeah. there's
1: weather or wind, there's something pops up that we don't yeah, know about. It meantime. is Ohio, so I always worry about that stuff, yeah, but, but.
0: – All right, next football game, I'm going to tell you, you got to go to tdfantasy.com to see that. Indianapolis Colts and the New York Jets. And if you want to hear analysis on that football game, we had Bruce Arians on, on Thursday's podcast, and he talked a lot about this matchup because he knows those two football teams exceptionally well because he coached Andrew Luck, and he is the Todd Bowles mentor. So if you want to hear analysis about that football game, you guys can listen to Thursday's podcast. We'll get into the next game. Carolina Panthers at Washington Redskins. The Redskins are a one-point favorite at home. Jake will not be talking about this football game. You can see his analysis at tdfantasy.com. Jamie, I'll let you make a pick here.
2: So that was the surprising line of the week for me. Um, I don't think the Redskins are very good. Um, I know they looked really good in week one against an absolutely dreadful Arizona Cardinals team. This team has not been very good since. I know Peterson's not going to miss that much time, but both Peterson and Thompson are banged up. Yep. Alex Smith has not looked very good. I that was the worst game I've seen him play in about three years last week. I don't get where this love is. I think Carolina is a playoff caliber team that defense is starting to get healthy a little bit more. Greg Olson is back on the offensive side this week. I think that – I don't know how much he's going to play, but I think it's going to be – he's going to get more than what you were getting from Ian Thomas. Uh, I like Carolina this week to not – obviously they're they're underdogs, so I not only like them to cover, I like them to win this game, and I like them to win this game by probably a touchdown.
0: Yeah, I, I tend to agree with you here. I think Greg Olson just listening to his talking about being involved. It's just a morale thing for this team. Even if he's just out there a little bit, it it brings the morale for this team and for Cam Newton, especially, who loves his guy, Greg Olson. All right, guys, another big spread. This is another this is a big spread. Arizona Cardinals going on the road to play the Minnesota Vikings. The Minnesota Vikings are ten and a half point favorites at home. Jake, we know these. We know the Arizona Cardinals football team really well. They did get their first win of the season, but, man, was it an ugly victory. An ugly victory Look, against were, a
1: bad football team. If they were going to get one, it had to be last week with a backup quarterback, five or six other guys for the Niners out, and it still should have been 14-14 with five minutes to go. I don't like betting on double-digit lines, but I like this line. I've got the Vikings winning 27-14. The biggest reason was Rosen was not very good last week. And another vanilla defense. He played the exact same defense. San Francisco plays Seattle's defense. with back-to-back weeks. He saw the exact same coverages, the exact same looks. He ain't getting that this week. No. He's playing Mike Zimmer. He's getting a defense that's going to blitz you. He's got a defense that can get there with the front forward. He hasn't been hit that much yet. He's getting hit this week. This is the week the picks come. Arizona turns it over. They're not going to run it at all on the Vikings defense. And I said last week, the Vikings going to Philly was my upset pick of the week. They got it done. They looked really good. That offense is going to continue to roll. I think their running game gets going a little bit against an Arizona defense. It's given up a ton on the ground. I cannot see the Vikings laying another egg at home. And I think that Bill's loss also rears its ugly head in the locker room this week from Mike Zimmer going, hi, boys. You already laid an egg once. You put us behind the eight ball we got another bad team coming in at home. We ain't overlooking this one. Let's go blow their doors off. I think that's what you're going to see.
0: And, Jake, something you and I talked about before we started this podcast was the fact that you and I both have Minnesota's defense and Baltimore's defense, and they both have favorable matchups. But Baltimore plays Tennessee, and we'll get into that game. But I'm playing, and so are you. We're both playing this defense, the Minnesota Vikings defense, who if you're a fantasy owner, this has been a disappointing defense thus far. You thought this was going to be a top-five defense, and they haven't been that. I think this is the week where you see them be a top-five defense because I expect them to score a lot of points. I expect them to sack Rosen. I expect them to create turnovers. And I think this is where they finally start to turn the corner um, after coming off a a pretty big win against Philadelphia. Not
1: a good matchup for anybody on on a Cardinals offense from a fantasy perspective either. David Johnson, they're going to give it to him, but they have safeties, they have linebackers, they can run with him. Christian Kirk, no. Larry Fitzgerald, no. Is not a good matchup. I don't. I don't see Arizona's offense doing anything really in, in this game. It's going to be. I think it's going to be tough. No, this is this is a week
2: where Josh Rosen looks like a rookie. Uh, I think there's mo- like Jake said, multiple interceptions here. It's probably easier to list the Cardinals players that are healthy than the Cardinals players that are on the injury report this week and not practicing. I just can't see how this game is close. I I, I know Minnesota's had a had a rough start to the year compared to what we expected from them, but that is still one of the. Five or six best teams
1: in football and they're at
2: home. They've already it's had the really team.
1: tough place to play. Talk about yeah. Rosen too. Yeah, he was on the road last week. He's played in California his entire career. And that's not a very hard place to play in Levi Stadium. The way they built that thing with all the sweets, he's now going into a raucous, yeah, yeah, crazy the atmosphere. Team is too good. It's just yeah, the it's team just yeah. Is not set up for the the
2: yeah, Vikings win by 14 or 17 in
0: this game. I agree. I agree. Okay, guys, before we get into this ma- next matchup, I do want to talk about something that all three of us are involved in, and that is Fantasy Football at Sea. We just launched this. We're really excited about a brand-new experience that's never, ever happened before. We're going to be drafting in our league next year on a cruise ship in the Bahamas, we're going to be partying on a private island with Andre Reid and the Bills Mafia. It's going to be ridiculous. We're going to have a ton of fun, and you should check out everything, and you can book there at fantasyfootballatsea.com. You can ask myself, Jamie, Jake, any questions you want to know about the experience, but it's going to be a hell of a time, and we are very excited as three people who love fantasy football and had pretty lame drafts this year. We
1: love cocktails and sun too. Yeah, so yeah that's right. we we do. Great, we great do combination of everything. No, legitimately, I mean, that would be the best fantasy football drafting
2: experience I've ever had. one hundred percent at home, or just even if you go with friends, just where you're sitting at like a at a bar or something. Yeah, sitting on the beach in the Bahamas. You know,
0: or- you know the best part about living your life with Instagram is creating FOMO for your friends. There is nothing that will give your friends. FOMO more yeah. than you snapping How or Instagramming them <laughs> from a private island in the Bahamas while you're making picks with all, all of us, tons of uh, – we got Pilar Lasher, we got Adam Ronis, Scout Fantasies involved in this, Andre Reid. You can talk to a, a Hall of Famer about what he thinks about wide receivers in the NFL. Not going to get this type of access anywhere else. So we're all really excited. And, and like I said, you want to give your friends FOMO. There's nothing, nothing – crea- nothing creates or, FOMO like that. More importantly,
2: you want to be the best commissioner of all time.
0: Yeah, do, yeah you, exactly. book, Hello. book your
2: league.
0: Book your league. You will be cement yourself as the greatest commissioner of all time. Guys, I'm very interested in this next matchup. I said I. I am very interested, and in, that is because I don't know why. Maybe it's Hard Knocks. Maybe it's Baker Mayfield. Maybe it's a combination of maybe both. Maybe it's because
1: the Browns are freaking good.
0: I, am, I told you last the, April they were going to be the good. The Browns are much must-watch TV for me now, and I love – Philip Rivers, and I love the LA Chargers. So I think this game is a lot of fun. The Chargers are a one-and-a-half-point favorite going into Cleveland this week, and I think this is a really interesting test for Baker Mayfield because I, I'm – this is a home game, but this is a tough game, and I, I think it's gonna be this is gonna say a lot about Baker and his progression. So, Jake, I'll let you go first here. What do you see happening in this football game? You
1: know, I was really, really interested going to last week in LA, went to the Chargers Raiders game and watched this Chargers team in person. I'll tell you what I took. Chargers are damn good. Melvin Gordon is damn good and healthy. That offensive line's playing well. They got weapons everywhere. Eckler looked explosive as all get out live. The defense is solid. Derwin James is an absolute freak specimen of a human being that they were put all over the field. He's their second-best pass rusher right now. He's playing linebacker. He's playing safety. He's covering tight he ends. He looks great. He's awesome. When they get Bosa back, coming out of the bye the second half of the season, watch out Kansas City Chiefs. This division is not over and done with. This team is legit. I've got them going on the road and winning 27-23. Cleveland's going to hang in there with everybody. They've got the weapons. Antonio Callaway needs to play better than he's been playing to be that second option for this offense. Landry's not 100%, but I think he has a decent game. Hayward can shut a lot of people down on the outside. This defense is still good. They haven't been as good as they were last year. They're not as good as I've expected them to be. When Bosa comes back, I'm telling you, this Chargers team is still really – watching them in person was awesome.
2: Yeah, I just, to me, I wanted to pick the Chargers so badly because I like them a lot. I like I think that team is still a contender for Super Bowl when they get Joey Bosa back. But I'm not, I'm gonna take the Browns and the points here. I Ooh. think I look, the, the Chargers are three and four in the last two two plus seasons, traveling from into the eastern time zone on the road. 10 okay. start time. I this is the this is the game I think you can catch the Chargers, because I think as good as that defense can be, it hasn't been great yet. And I think it will be as we as they get healthy and as we get later in the season. I think this is the game that Cleveland that Cleveland can win. I really think they can run the ball on them. They're going to have some success through the air on anybody that's not Casey Hayward. Uh, I think this is the game that Cleveland can come and take. And this is their big signature win. You've yeah. got to beat a good team. This is a good team that they think they can beat. It's a, I don't think they would beat
1: them in L.A., but I think they can beat them at home. I can, see it, happen- Day, I can, like I can see it happening. And I can see it happening. I am on the Browns bandwagon. I have been since last April. i just watching the Chargers live. They can beat you a lot of different ways. Yeah. I mean, they just – that offense. Keenan Allen looked really good, really explosive. Yeah. Mike Williams was barely in the game, but – Man, he's a freak standing out there. He's there. I mean, they just – and I just – I love Phillip Rivers. I just think he he has enough to get it done.
0: Yeah, I'm captain of the Philip Rivers fan club, especially from a fantasy perspective. All right, the next game is going to be all of the points, and that is because it is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers play playing at Never the Atlanta rate. Falcons. Atlanta Falcons have basically nobody starting on their defense any longer. They're at home. That offense has been clicking. Jameis Winston will be starting. They're coming off a bye. I expect to see big things from both of these offenses. Jamie, what do you see happening in this football yeah, game? A lot,
2: a lot of offense in this game because uh, it's going to have to be. Some of it's just because they have good offenses. Some of it's because I don't think either team can stop anybody. Uh, I don't, I try not to bet against the Falcons at home. Uh, I think the Falcons are a better team, period. I think they're, they're only the standard three points here, which is odd to me. I, I know they haven't looked great this year. But I think they're a better football team, even on paper, than Tampa Bay is. Uh, I want to see how Jameis looks in his first start back. I think it's good for those who own Cameron Brayton because him and Cameron Braid have a big connection. I think he could be an interesting top-10 tight end play this week. And I'm going to take the Falcons minus three. I think they're going to put up enough points this week to make the job done.
1: I've got the Falcons 31-27, so I agree. I, I can see them winning by more than that because I agree with Jamie. I love them at home. Matt Ryan is a freak at home. Um, and they are Complete desperation mode. If they yes. want yeah, they any win. chance of saving this season, which they do, because that division's starting to flip-flop pretty quick with the Saints blowing one in week one and being you know, winning four straight cents. Um fantasy relevance all everybody. over the place. Yeah. Yes, everybody. I, was, I think Jameis goes off. I think he has a big first week back. He's gonna sling it, throw it all over the place. I picked up Deshaun Jackson, especially for this week in one of my leagues. Um uh, I, I I this game's a lot like Pittsburgh, and Cincinnati, offense everywhere. is going to be a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, from, I mean, from a pure fantasy
2: perspective, I think I have Winston's been the, a number 11 uh, quarterback, receiver-wise. Again, Jackson's top 20. Evans is top 10. Ridley's top 20. Julio's like number two for me. I mean, there's there's going to be points everywhere. I think him breaks a strong play this week. I mean, all offense all the time. Hooper,
1: I think, has another big week.
0: Yeah, yeah. Play yeah. uh, Play everybody. In the, in that perspective from a fantasy, when you're looking at these two matchups, and if you need a streaming quarterback because you're like me, you have Matthew Stafford as your starting quarterback. You need somebody to play this week. I'm starting Jameis Winston. That's a really good option to stream this week in fantasy. All right, the next matchup: the L.A. Rams going on the road to play the Denver Broncos. The L.A. Rams are a seven-point favorite. The biggest part of this, and Jake, I really want you to to weigh in here because I know that it, certain people don't like the weather conversation, but it is going to be. It's going to be seventy degrees today in Denver, and on Sunday it's going to be twenty three for a high, and it's going to be a hundred percent precipitation. Which so it's going snow. to snow. It's yeah. going to snow, and it's going to be very cold. And the swaggy LA team that likes to throw the football all over the place has two guys in concussion protocol. We haven't, Cooper Cup hasn't been cleared yet, and neither has Robert Woods, so we're still waiting on, on to hear, Cooks, Cooks yeah. Brandon Woods, Cooks. Woods is
1: the one healthy guy. Yeah, here.
0: Woods yeah. is the one healthy guy, so we're still waiting to hear on that. It looks like both guys will play, but I want you to weigh in on the, the Rams, how, how much does it actually impact this the game? The Rams
1: haven't run it that well. No. Gurley's getting a bunch of touchdowns, so from a fantasy point of view, he's making some catches and some touchdowns, but that's where his points are coming from. It's not, because he's running for 100 yards a week. This was going to be one of my locks of the week until I really looked at the weather. And if you don't think weather matters, you're an idiot. This team, you're at elevation. It's going to be cold as all cr- get out. There's a 30-degree drop from Saturday to Sunday. That means the storm is pretty big. You're in the Rockies. I'm staying away from it just because of that. I still got the Rams 30-20. to 20. Those numbers could come down to a 24-14. Denver was extremely disappointing last week. It was one of my locks of the week to go cover minus one at a bad Jets team and get your doors blown off and have it run down your throat. I don't know. If that, that's the biggest thing I think early goes off this week because the Jets had so much success running on them last week.
2: So every, every week I have – or almost every week I have that one gut game that I just – I don't really have a lot of logical reasons to explain it. But I'm going to take Denver in the points here. I'm concerned about the Rams playing in that weather. The Rams have not – they're the best team in football, so I'm not talking down the Rams at all. But I, I going into Denver's tough. Playing in that weather is tough. It's still an L.A. team that likes to play in, the, in 75 and sunshine. They're on the road. I think this is the week, if you're going to catch them because of the weather, because of the elevation, because Denver has two running backs, I think can run the ball very successfully and control the clock against the Rams. I think that Denver makes this a close game. I think the Rams don't win,
1: but I think Denver makes this a very close game and they stay with their score. I yeah. can see that happening, too. I mean, you have a coach in Sean McVay that likes dialing up the glitz and the clam and a lot like Nagy and some of these guys. They're getting guys in space, and Goff has made all those throws. I'm not sure that's going to be the case. He's going to have to stick with the run here, in my opinion, for them to really pull this off like I think they will. Could be a really interesting game.
0: Okay, the opposite of what Sunday night football is with all the points, this is the opposite of that game. This is none of the points. That is the Jacksonville Jaguars going on the road to play the Dallas Cowboys. The over-under is 40 and a half. 20-point difference from that Sunday night football game that we'll get into in a moment. But Jacksonville, as we said on our Thursday podcast, Leonard Fournette will not be playing in this game. So that means if you're a TJ Yeldon owner, you want to make sure that he's in your starting lineup. The Dallas Cowboys have been meh so far. Jacksonville, <laughs> yeah, Jamie wants to tell you that he's right. Jacksonville is a three-point favorite going on the road to play the Dallas Cowboys. What do you guys expect to happen here?
2: That, this game's going to bore the hell out of me. Yeah, uh, pretty much. I I'm going to take Jacksonville minus three here because they have because of their defense. Because if I look at this game, there's one elite unit anywhere on the field, and it's Jacksonville's defense. Their offense isn't great, but you know, Austin's offense isn't great. Dallas's offense isn't great. So I, I just, to me, I, I always get worried because the Jags have these games where Bortles turns the ball over a thousand times and they score six points. But that defense is good enough to go into Dallas and beat them. just a very, very mediocre Cowboys offense.
0: They also came off a horrible loss. Jacksonville looked – more specifically, I should just say Blake Bortles looked awful. Period. End of sentence. Told you. He looked <laughs> awful in Kansas City. So the, this this team, I think, has a bounce back this week, and they and they kind of need to, Jake.
1: 24-20 Jags. They covered – I don't know that Dallas can get even to the 20, but – if Blake Bortles is playing zone, he can have big weeks. If he's playing a man team, he's gonna struggle. The windows get too tight. You saw that last week in Kansas City the four picks. But their defense is too good. Dallas has zero on offense. Zach Dak, to his credit, has been playing his tail off.
0: Doesn't have any weapons.
1: Yeah, I mean, other getting, than Zeke. Making throws, getting hit, just competing. Right? Yeah. But they don't have it. They don't have enough. And Zeke's been playing good. That's it, not it's a terrible matchup for anybody on Dallas' offense. Jacksonville's defense should dominate this game.
0: They don't have enough really on either side of the football. Dallas is not a good football team, and Sean Lee never can stay healthy. Right. It's 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 so just a, not anywhere near the same. What he's not absolutely not. All right, Baltimore Ravens going on the road to play the Tennessee Titans. Uh, Tennessee comes back to earth a little bit last week, going on the road and losing to Buffalo. Uh, Jamie picked that game correctly. Buffalo won that game, and Tennessee was a, a team that we all kind of said was a fraud. Not a good football team. Was winning games in weird ways. Uh, this is another one of those games where Baltimore's going in there, only a three-point favorite, but I think Baltimore's a much better football team than the Tennessee Titans. As do I. And, and
2: for how Titans are winning, if you have to, if you parse out the different parts of the game, they're winning in the red zone. They have one of the best red zone defenses in the they league, do. and they never, ever, ever, ever turn the ball over on offense when they're in the red zone. Like that, that is why they have been successful. The problem is, is when you start to face good teams that are more talented than you, it doesn't matter. And I think this is another one of those games where I I think the Ravens are a playoff caliber team. I don't think the Titans are very good. I think they're slightly below 500 team. Again, you always get concerned taking teams on the road against competent teams on on a home field, but I just think the Ravens are too good right now. I think that defense can match up with Tennessee's defense, which has been good. Uh, I don't feel great about this game, but I'm going to take the Ravens to cover the three point spread.
1: I don't have them covering. I got the Ravens 23, 21 Tennessee. I don't like, but I said a bunch of times they're like, Buffalo from last year It makes no sense, but they keep hanging in there, and they've done it enough now that tells me that their game planning up pretty good. They stopped the run really well on defense. Mariota's making some plays, and Barney Morningwig has Joe Flacco throwing it 55 times a game, yeah. which makes no damn sense. And they're going to have to do that again this week for them to win because they're not going to be able to run it on this Titans defense. I've got them winning. Baltimore is better, yes. It makes no sense, but Tennessee's hanging in there. They just keep doing it. So I don't have them covered. i got 23-21.
0: All right, the next game is the game of the week. That is the Kansas City Chiefs going into New England, going to play at Foxborough, and it's going to be a hell of a game. This is a. Everybody's talking about this game. As I talked about earlier, the over under in this game is 60. 60 points. That is a lot of points in an NFL game, especially in New England. That is a lot of points. Kansas City's the underdog in this game, but just three, which is, the uh, like, if you had asked me at the beginning of the season if we were going to see that, I probably would have said no. But New England hasn't looked all that great. They've looked okay. And, obviously, you know the Kansas City Chiefs are the only unbeaten team left in the NFL. Jake, what do you see happening here? Because you've been uh, you've been riding the the Chiefs train pretty pretty high.
1: I've got it continuing. I've got the Chiefs 34-30. I think uh... – I would have it more than that, but I told you a couple of weeks ago to watch out for New England's offense when Edelman comes back in the slot. And you saw the chemistry with Brady immediately. That's going to continue to get better. Gordon's going to get more acclimated to this offense. Yeah, he made one fluky play. It was like two catches for 50 yards. Yeah, he's gonna do that like he's good, it's but he's going he's out there. So you have to adjust to that. Gronk is now open. He's now back to seeing normal defenses, not this crazy triple team bracket coverage. He goes off. Uh, I think that's the only way. New England can keep it close because New England's defense doesn't have anywhere near the speed to hang in there. I don't care if it's Wendy Mahomes' uh, arm is way too strong. That's not going to really matter. I think Kelsey also goes off in this game. Uh, I just think Andy Reid's been way too creative. His Chiefs offense is really good. I told you last week that Chiefs defense, that pass rush especially, is sneaky good. They're going to get home a couple times. I think the Chiefs get it done. I feel pretty good about this game. I actually wanted to throw it out as one of my locks. See, I'm going to go
2: the opposite way here. and it, it just, it, I, just, I love the way the Patriots offense has been playing. Lately. They can run the ball now. Sony Michelle has been excellent for them. It's opened up that offense, getting Edelman back in the slot. They now have a lot of weapons on that side of the ball. Uh, I, I, to me, I, I know Kansas City's defense looks better. I'm still not buying into it fully. I think the Patriots are going to be able to score 30 plus, maybe 35 plus on them. The question is, is can New England slow down Kansas City at all? And that's going to be troublesome. But uh I got a gut feeling on this one. I think that I know the Chiefs have been really strong against the Patriots in primetime, even when they weren't as good a team as they are now. But I think the Patriots' offense is clicking on all cylinders, and I think this is the game that they really go off of
1: offensively. You got three games this week that, like, you don't want to get up and go pee or get a drink. Yeah. No. And you have, like, three games where you'd rather go for a walk than watch yeah. them. Yeah. This is really, really interesting This is, a good, stuff. This is a good football. Game. Yeah. This is yeah. A, for Sunday night after you had a couple great ones already. Yeah. This is going to be really fun to see. Yeah. Out.
0: NBC is uh, very excited about yeah, to see awesome. what their ratings are going to look like after that Sunday night football game. All right, Monday Night Football is the San Francisco 49ers at Green Bay. This line is also very big. Green Bay is a a 9.5-point favorite at home, 46.5, the over-under here. Jake, do you see Green Bay scoring enough points that they cover a a 9.5-point spread?
1: No, I've got them 27-21. Aaron Rodgers, 5-1 and at home on Monday Night Football. They don't lose at home. They're not losing this game. Uh, 49ers don't have enough to really hang in there. That being said, they're still stingy. Kyle Shanahan's going to dial with you some stuff up. That's going to get it done on offense here and there. The Packers aren't very good. They're just not like,
0: no, Aaron Rodgers is good.
1: The rest yeah, of the Devontae team is, Adams is good. Like you watched the first half last week. They looked, God, it looks awful. Awful. Terrible. Watch it very closely. It's just, just, they're not that good. They're going to win this game. I don't, nine and a half. I wouldn't touch with a 10 foot ball.
2: Yeah. It's too much, but I'm going to, I'm going to still take them to cover it. Uh, Look, the Packers are not very good, but the Niners are awful. That team is awful on offense. I don't think I don't think Beathard is going to be able to go into Green Bay and get anything done. Uh, I think this is that defense is nothing special. We've been saying that for a while now. I know the Packers are banged up. I'm just I'm going to take them to win this game by ten or more points. I don't feel great about it, but I I just can't. I cannot pick Beathard on the road in Green Bay for a team that desperately needs to win. At uh, plus nine and a half,
0: I just can't do it. Okay, I can I can see that happening. And just think, Green Bay's Green Bay is a team, and maybe it's just because I watch them so closely because I'm an NFC North fan. The, the
1: kicker here, pun intended, is the kicker whether they yes. cover or not. If Mason Crosby doesn't get his crap figured out from last week,
0: well, he will find himself. In the no way they're covering and a half. Team. That's I was worst, worst
1: in, in. kicking performance in the history of the NFL last week.
0: It was terrible. It was bad. Yeah. It was it was. At, at, as somebody who hates the Packers, it takes a lot for me to feel bad for somebody that's a Green Bay Packer. I got to the point where I was like, "He looks like he's going to cry." Like it's, I felt that terrible for problem. him. That's yes. what I'm saying. I he kicks in Green Bay. Like people, the weather in Green Bay sucks. Like all the time, it's never nice there. So I, it was that was a weird situation. I expect him to bounce back. He's a professional. He's a pro. He, He's a great kicker. He's one of the best kickers. I got him in two
1: fantasy leagues. I'm dropping him just out of spite.
0: Uh, he's, if he misses a kick, an extra point or a field goal, mark my words, he will not be on my fantasy team next week. He can't afford to, to miss any kicks.
1: He's been called out.
0: You've been called out, Mason Crosby.
1: You got dropped twice by me out of principal just for the fact that I used to do it.
0: <laughs> he, can't, he can't keep you on his football me. team. He almost cost
1: me the over last week.
0: Yeah, he, he tried desperately. He desperately tried to, to keep you from getting the over the on way, last week's they... game.
1: Win that game!
0: Oh yeah! Oh yeah! One hundred percent. They were a better team
1: for three quarters of that game. Right.
2: But it was didn't matter. They walked in the field. They missed the field goal every time.
0: Yeah, it was. uh, It was pretty tough to watch. Uh, Guys, any part? Any parting thoughts on today's pod?
1: Pay attention, people. Three more locks for you this week. Yep. Really, three really good games. I mean, ton of fun to watch. I'm really excited about three of these.
2: Yeah, like I said, we've been really hot lately on it. Check out tdfantasy.com to see these picks. They've been really strong. Again. Uh, suggest to you, because if you if you bet all of them this
1: year, you've been in really, really good shape.
0: Yeah, you're in really good shape. That is for sure. Uh, Jake, how and everybody follow you on Twitter and Instagram?
1: Jake B. Arians on Twitter and Jake Arians on Instagram. Jamie? At Jamie Eisner on Twitter and at Jamie Eisner on
0: And, guys, you can follow me at the underscore sports page with an I, and you should follow TD Fantasy at TD Fantasy underscore on Twitter and Instagram. And like Jamie said, go to TDFantasy.com for all the premium picks, and let's win some money. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing
1: to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform.